0: The Hornets, unfortunately, lose their third straight, but there were some positives, including a Bryce McGowan's breakout game. We go with the Hive Live tonight for Locked On Hornets. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we live. We live. We live. What's up? It's Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube, where we are currently broadcasting via Hive Live. We appreciate Better Help. Yeah, topo, episode, <laughs> Topo to everybody. This episode is brought to you by Better Help. Give online therapy a try at BetterHelp.com/slash Locked On NBA, and get on your way to being your best self. So we appreciate everybody joining in the chat. You know how this works. If you if you don't know how the hive live thing works, hop in the chat, do our work for us by asking us some questions, helping mm-hmm. us out with content as mm-hmm. we only have two more games to go in the regular season. Doug, not quite the same results in the Eastern play in race. If we were to be a part of it, as we did in the Western play in race where you beat Dallas a couple times, you beat OKC after you beat the Mavericks, but against Chicago, you got beat down. And then two times against Toronto, you got beat by double digits. So not the same results, but we did get our Bryce McGowan's breakout. It's what you said you wanted to see. It's what I said. I, I wanted to see afterwards. I said it first, though. I said you did. it first.
1: You, were, you, did. you wanted well, to say it. I stole it from you. Uh, you just did. like Siakam and all of these Raptors were stealing the ball from the Hornets.
0: You you said it second, but you said it first compared to me. Well, but you first did time say it second, it for, second. for you. Yeah, you got it. Either way. Either way. It was nice to see Bryce McGowans go for 20 <laughs> points. Is he the lead story here tonight?
1: I think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, we saw a full bag of tricks
0: offensively
1: from him. Uh, he was active on the boards, uh, also distributing for others. Although I, th- I think, and I hate to start it off with a criticism, but look, we're no, evaluating no. these young players and trying to determine, you know, what their future is with the rotation and where they have, you know, what they have to improve upon. And I would say for Bryce, like, he's impressed me so much with his ability to distribute off of his own drive. Like, his interior passing skills are really super-duper. I've seen him throw some some sweet dishes uh, to Nick Richards this season uh, in the interior. But when it comes to just, like, general passing, he can be really turnover-prone, especially in transition when he's throwing it cross-court. It's just not quite on target. So if you're looking for something for Bryce McGowan to work on – and maybe something to look at and to see if he has worked on it come next preseason, I would look at just passing outside of the interior.
0: Yeah. It's one of the, it's one of the things that he absolutely needs to work on because he's so aggressive, right? This is what we talked about with him coming out of Nebraska in the second round, where if you look at him being a big ball handler, averaging 17 points per game, he only had 1.4 assists despite having the basketball in his hands quite a bit. So this was a weakness coming out of college And it's going to take a while, especially with the lack of usage, right? You don't expect the assist numbers to go up anytime at this rate. And so when you're talking about him, really it's attack, shoot the three ball when you're open and he's really a bucket getter. Like that's his role. That is the icon attached to his name. When you look at two K it is bucket getter. And then you only hope to expand upon that as it goes on. And so that's what he gave you tonight though. Like at least he gave you those 20 points looking up the box score just to make sure I'm right. Yeah. Four of six from the free throw line. So he got to the line quite a bit. Two of five from three-point range and seven of 12 from the field. Um, had those four turnovers, though, that you're talking about. That's second to Teo Maladon, who had six. So, yeah, did have the turnovers. Yeah. You're right.
1: Well, yeah, Well, you just said it. I mean, he wasn't the only one. A, a Second right. straight game against the Raptors, and they turned the ball over in that first game of time. They do it again here, 18 turnovers for 22 Toronto Raptors points. I mean, we've just seen over, over this past, I don't know, five, six, seven games, uh, in, in most of these games, they are giving up a quarter's worth of points on turnovers, and it's just going to be difficult. I think, though, if you played this game a thousand times, <laughs> you would probably lose by 20. <laughs> like, this roster is just not built to even compete, get close to competing with the Toronto Raptors, and it was turnovers. Although, to be fair to Bryce, like, you don't see Bryce if he's in the rotation next season, you're, it's probably because someone's injured. But he's probably not handling the basketball as much as he's been asked to do here. No, when you've absolutely got, not. Yeah, you've got Teo Melodon is really your only option at point guard, and James Booknight played a lot of uh, or didn't play a lot because he was in foul trouble. That's the other big story I think was Booknight's game uh, not being able to follow up those two twenty point performances. But so he's not on the floor to handle the ball either. So a lot of it went to Bryce, and I don't I don't think Bryce is equipped to do that right now.
0: No, I mean, you don't have, that's the problem with this team. I mean, you have you have Maladone as your only real point guard, you have James Booknight trying, Kobe Simmons, he got some minutes late and you know, 12 overall, too. So, not too small of a, a minute total there for Kobe Simmons. Although, maybe that's the number one story here the fact that Kobe Simmons. Hit two more free throws. He was two of two from the line. Called that too, by
1: the way. I I knew Eric Collins was going to go to it, although uh, he did mention that Ashley Shahamidi was actually the one that stumbled upon that stat that we stumbled on first. Uh, But Ashley stumbles upon it and tells, I think she told Kobe. Which is like it's like telling the guy who has the perfect game,
0: oh no, that he's got a oh, perfect no, game. Like, you don't
1: talk to him <laughs> about it, you know.
0: I was talking about it with Sam Farber at the arena that Kobe. This was before he suited up the first time against Toronto, and he was saying, "There's no way Kobe knows that, right?" I would have, I would guess he didn't know that. I maybe he did. I mean, if you go check out your basketball reference page and then you're looking at all the different categories, I'd be that guy. I, I'd i stumble across it, so maybe he did know about it. But now he's twenty-seven of twenty-seven. He only extends it, and we've got two more games to go to where he could go another year. There's a real possibility he could go another year with that record, which would be great.
1: Yo, Kobe was really good on the defensive end. I mean, he was he was providing a lot of ball pressure. He was playing the DSJ role in this game. And you know, if you're if you're trying to claw your way into you know some looks next season with Kobe a two way contract. That's the way to do it. Ball pressure. That's I think that's going to be something that Clifford uh, looks kindly on. But in the chat right now, uh, top to everyone in the chat, we've got Anderson, we've got Real10S, we've got Grady, we got Phantom, we got Queen City Hornets. They've been following this uh, program for a while. The Real704 champ saying Kobe greater than Kobe. Well, I don't know about that. Um, and then Grady has a question for us. What's your opinion on like Kai it. Jones? I think someone else asked about Kai Jones. Oh, yeah, that was Grady as well. Is he worth investing in? Um, I think we saved that. I do want to talk about that because Kai Jones, there was a lot to look at in this game from Kai Jones, who was the backup center. Uh, Mark, Mark Williams is the odd man out. They've been swapping the centers around. And so he says Kai gets a look, but I think we should talk about book night next.
0: Yeah, we, we can do that. Yeah, we, we have uh somebody writing in, please no more book night. So they're already done with it. I like some of the takes we've had. So we have a Kobe with an I over Kobe with an E. We have please no more book night. And then to lead us off, we had Phantom saying keeps fee over Gordon. So we're off and rolling today. <laughs> it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, so, hot. it's so hot. It's I, fiery. I mean, it is yeah <laughs> uh, that's but th- these are our listeners and this is why I love them all right coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast
1: don't go to sleep on the hornets just yet
0: we'll get to some more of those fire takes but also we will we will talk about James book Knight and Kai Jones two of the guys coming from that first round in the uh NBA draft just a couple of years ago and give you some more of the observations in tonight's loss against the Raptors 120. my play of 100. the game I'm
1: going to give you my play of the game next
0: i'm I'm excited okay there you go that's a way better tease than what i just gave you (laughs) we appreciate ebay motor for sponsoring the show this episode is brought to you by ebay motor for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green. Not my garage, by the way. I don't have one. It's actually just a little tab that you'll have in eBay Motors. <laughs> if you wanted to give me your car, that's great. It would just be in a driveway, but I'd still take it. That's not a problem. Do you, even you can have do, a garage? Though? Go go to my garage on eBay Motors and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts. Get the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eligible items only. Exclusions apply. More Doug, hot takes. Coming up next. Locked on Hornets.
1: Is locked on Hornets. Uh, this says the Hornets received three votes for their handling of James Borrego, who was viewed as doing a good job the past couple of years before Charlotte fired like him, him man. after the season. Then hire him. No one's hired him. These GMs are like, oh, we love James Borrego. Are oh, you going to hire him? Ah, I don't think so. Yes. He got blown out I'm twice <laughs> you, play you can't hire
0: that guy. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Big shout to Queen City Hornets, by the way, answering the question that we had that Eric said Kobe did not know about the stat that apparently yeah, that's, that's what Kobe, Kobe said. That's what Kobe that's what we said. said.
1: We don't know if Kobe, you know, he might have been modest. Yeah, well, I don't know. sure. Yeah, whatever. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, but Flinkers? But also impressive that he knew about it and still did not get jinxed. So I don't know if you can go much longer without getting jinxed, but still big shout to Kobe Simmons for not being jinxed there. Let's talk a little bit more about Kai Jones. Doug, you had some thoughts when Grady asked about him. What did you think of his performance tonight? And as we're kind of dwindling down... You want to go
1: to book you night? You want to go to book night first? Right? Yeah, let's go book night first, because I think people okay, want to talk about that. it. that, you know,
0: Grady. You're going to have to wait. Get out of here, Kai Jones. Make room for the Grady, real... First hang around, man. Grab a drink, yeah. Topo.
1: We're, we're hanging out for a while. Don't
0: worry. We're going to get to Kai. Uh, same, but actually, same question about book night. But before we get to book night... <laughs> Okay, no. Who do you who do you want? Who do you want? I'm sorry. Who do you want? Okay. Of book tonight? I I'm sorry.
1: Two two things. One, yeah. uh, we have to talk about Bryce McGowan's ability to draw <laughs> fouls. Okay? okay, I know we just talked about Bryce McGowan's, but I just looked at my game notes. That's Bryce fine. McGowan's is really really good at drawing fouls. He drew two fouls against yeah. um, against uh, Siakam in the first quarter, and uh, they they were both on drives and baiting guys into getting contact. I hope that you get a situation where LaMelo can maybe learn a little bit from Bryce in a weird way. That's not a oh, thing that you're going to no. hear a lot of, but look, no. I mean, LaMelo needs to learn how to do what Bryce is doing. I mean, maybe they can share some, they can share some Intel, no. uh, share some info and then, Hey, LaMelo can pass a little bit of knowledge about passing and transition to book, uh, to, uh, to our guy. So, you know, sharing's caring.
0: It's a symbiotic relationship that you like that symbiotic symbiotic with the backcourt. Um, okay. You, can we go to book night or who do you want to go to next?
1: Uh, first, my play of the game was not a book night three. It was not a Bryce McGowan's foul draw. It was not a, uh, it it was not anything like that. It was not a Richard's dunk. It wasn't a Kai Jones blocker. Kai Jones dunk. It was FEMA Kai Luke in the fourth quarter of a 20 point blowout and you can go back and look at this. It was yeah. around the nine-minute mark. Svi gave uh, Pascal Siakam the Michael Jordan Byron Russell Game Six shove on a jump shot. I mean, it was a perfect replica. He hand on the booty, shoved him out of the way, pulled up, knocked it down. Play the
0: game. Um, the, real quickly, just to, just about Bryce before we go to James Book <laughs> The whole show is going to be about Bryce. Let's just do it. It's Hive Bryce. So it, it he is. He has enhanced Nebraska Bryce McGowan's right now. He's, he's the same player, right? Like, this is what I mm-hmm. talked about before you mentioned the the ability to draw fouls. He had six free throw attempts a night. He averaged six attempts in college before he made that leap to the pros. It, it's it, it, what, what's great is that a lot of that is translating immediately, though. You know, it, it's not like it's he's trying to find his way, his identity, you know, with, with copy and pasting some of that from his lone year at Nebraska. So anyways, that it's nice to see that translate pretty immediately here.
1: And I don't know if this was something in his Nebraska game, but he also drew a charge in this game. And there aren't a lot of players on this team that do that. Uh, Kimba Walker was a master at it and really held the crown as Charlotte's go-to guy to draw charges in the lane. Mm -hmm. Uh, That crown was probably passed to Cody Martin, who, does it quite often but obviously he hasn't been around this season so you know if you're looking to get minutes you're looking for gaps to fill that could be one uh that bryce decides to pick up and uh you know help his team in that way okay book night not a great game 22 minutes three of nine from the field two did, did hit two threes uh, attempted six of them um eight points four personal fouls had three personal fouls in the first half did not play a single minute in the second quarter. Walker was was James Booknight. Did James Booknight find Clifford's big red doghouse again? Not playing in the second quarter.
0: I don't think so. I mean, look. I mean, I I guess he did a little bit, but it's not you 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 put it in Clifford size, which which is a little too big for me. Like if you wanted to just go normal size doghouse then maybe, but if you go Steve Clifford, big red dog house, it seems a little too big where it, it, it doesn't mean that he's not going to get more opportunity in the last two games. Right. I, I think Steve Clifford tried to warn us when he was talking after the first Toronto game, when he said it's different when you can average 15 to 16 points. And it's something he talked about a lot. He, Jeremy Lamb used to be this example, okay? That, that was Lamb then. It's Booknight now as far as this example of being a consistent NBA player because he directly referenced the point total against Chicago Booknight had when he said, and, you know, you can come out here and get 22. That's great, but give me the consistent average. So even with the 20-point performances from Booknight, Clifford tried to temper those expectations a little bit And so it's not like this is something new, right? He played over 20 minutes still. You're right about him sitting in the second quarter. I don't think Clifford changed his opinion in the negative this game. I think it's still the same. I think it's still the same about book night, but at least he's giving you some offense and tonight, not as much like that. That's just kind of what it is with book night right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to look at the context around those, Especially the the final two fouls, the, the of the four, or really the final the I would say the middle two fouls, the second foul and the third foul at the end of the first quarter, forty seven seconds left. Book got his hands in on Boucher, didn't need to do it. Um, it was on a Boucher drive, just didn't didn't need to foul there. Just got his hand in the cookie jar, quickly whistled, knew it. And that was forty forty seconds forty seven seconds to go. And then at the buzzer, at the buzzer of the first quarter, a first quarter, by the way, that the Hornets ended up winning 29-25, to but could have carried a bigger lead in the first quarter. And if you remember, Walker, Steve Clifford, after those three wins, two against Dallas and one against Oklahoma City, mentioned over and over how important it was for the Hornets in general, but especially on a team that's full of youth and and turns the ball over a lot. Like getting a lead in the first quarter is like super important for this team.
0: They did it in part, that three game win streak, I think. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They yeah. got off to great well, starts. And they were on the way to doing that. Possibly could have surprised Toronto by just jumping all over them in the first quarter, but it was ruined by Book a- Again, in that very last second, he fouls Coloco right before the buzzer. It was free throws and that was the third foul on Book Knight. And it was just, again, going up for a rebound. No need. No need to do that. It, it, it is a, a mental thing. Um, Booknight doesn't look like he's having a lot of fun out there. I don't know how much to take away from that. Like, it's it's not even like he looks super serious. It just looks like he's not – he just doesn't – and a lot of people have mentioned this. Like, when they watch him play, they're just like, is something – is he okay? Like, is there something wrong? And and I think those are all valid questions about just where where he is – um, you know, in terms of his mental right now.
0: Well, I there's something developing with Book Knight right now, and it's still crazy small sample. But Doug, James Booknight, this crazy athlete that you expect to drive by his guys because of his athleticism, get in the paint, get close to the basket, and yam on somebody. If not yamming, he has the flashy tools in his arsenal to finish with finesse because of his wiggle white. Right. He's kind of chucking Doug. I mean, he's, he's coming in yeah. and in these last few games that he's played. So if you look at the last four, he appeared in just a minute's worth of time. The first Dallas game, it was the second Dallas game that he's been giving you some real run here. Okay. So four games total since he got back and got the call up from Greensboro because of all the injuries. Here's the amount of threes that he's taken in each of those games. Three out of his five field goal attempts. Mm-hmm. Against OKC, five of his eight field goal attempts. Mm-hmm. Against Chicago, 11 of his 16 field goal attempts. Tonight, seven of 11. I. This is something that he struggled with coming out. If we want to do the whole college thing again, like we did with Bryce, that's something he struggled with. I don't know if this is something where he's trying to prove to Clifford that he can shoot. I don't know if this is something where there is a lack of disinterest and he's just chucking. I don't look at, I mean, I don't necessarily look at all of them and think they're awful shots, but that's not what book night was drafted to be. If it, this is not someone I thought was going to average seven three pointers a game, Doug, <laughs> in the last four, he's averaging seven a game. That's not, I don't know. I, it, I know he's a bucket getter and I get that. But when there's so much of all of your field goal attempts, when over 50% of your, and he's hitting 50% to be fair. But when over fifty percent of your field goal attempts are from three, that's still a little weird.
1: Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of things going on. One, he's taking well, generally, he's taking what's open. Because I think you're you're right. There have been several opportunities where he wasn't open and he forced up. But generally, I mean, he's getting a couple of good yeah. catch and shoot opportunities a game. And, for a guy, you know, look, he went a long while not touching the basketball or being in Greensboro and not, you know, not being around at all. And so I think, I think there is a, an element of this of like, all right, I, if I get the ball in my hands, I'm going to put the shot up if I'm open. So I think that that's part of it. I think the other part of it is that he's playing on a lineup that doesn't feature a lot of other shooting. So he may be asked to do a little bit more of that. And, and I think when you're in a lineup where there isn't a lot of shooting – there might not be as many opportunities to drive uh, because the other team understands that and can fill up the pain. Although that didn't stop Teo Maladone, who was yeah. getting to the rim, especially yeah. in the first half. He was getting to the rim at will. He just wasn't passing when he needed to pass, and he was turning the ball over too much in the first half. That was Teo's problem. But Booknight, you're right. When he quick attacks – like, it's beautiful. Like, he did it in this game once. Um, he, he attacked the basket in transition <laughs> yeah. and beat everybody. Um, and, and it's beautiful. It's just, you're right. It's just not happening enough.
0: Well, and, and by the way, just kind of an oversight, I said it was four games. It's just because basketball reference has not logged the stats for this one. In this game, he shot six of his nine field goal attempts from three in 22. Mm-hmm. It's it's still, mm-hmm. he's chucking it. I mean, he's flat out chucking it in this five-game sample size. And I think you're right, Doug. Like, maybe maybe they're baiting him into that shot, too. If, if Toronto has a real incentive to win this game and the, the idea is, hey, Book Knight's young. This is his game. Real athlete doesn't. I mean, he is shooting well. So I guess that's not the MO overall, but he was shooting well coming in. So maybe that was, uh, you know, a little bit of a misnomer. It really, it's a lot of words to say he's shooting a lot of threes and I'd like him to drive and be a little more aggressive. And I think that attributes to some of the people watching him and saying, is he disinterested? What's up with James Booknight?
1: Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't use the word disinterested. I. I think he's. I think there's a lot going on there. I think that there's sure. a lot of pressure. There. There could be. I don't know. I mean, if it if it were me and I had gone through everything that he's gone through so far, I think there would. It. It would be easy to think that there would be a little bit of anxiety and nervousness, when it. It feels like his. Uh, his career is teetering on the edge so early. And and I'm sure he thought that things would play, have played out a lot different by this point. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think there there could be a tendency to kind of force things when you get in, when you get that opportunity. I mean, you saw it. So he doesn't play at all in the second quarter. In the third quarter, he doesn't get in until that take foul on Teo, the, the take foul by Toronto on Teo Maladon, one free throw goes in. They sub Booknight back in. That was like with three ish minutes to go in the third quarter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: First play, he, he he not only chucked it up, but he he like took a crazy contested three point shot fade away, knocked it down. To his credit, knocked it down, but but not a uh, uh, not an easy shot.
0: Well yeah and somebody wrote in the chat let me get the name right here uh, yeah Mustafa Elmi said I've never seen criticism for making threes like no there was a couple games he goes six of eleven five of seven cool you know the other ones he didn't but but he had been making them the the percentage overall is, is just fine so there you go from James Booknight, just kind of an interesting style change from what you might expect from one book night uh, you want to go Kai Jones in the next segment and then when we get to the next segment say let's get to something else instead and then change yeah, that you
1: know what uh- we'll see what happens.
0: Okay. Sounds good. All right. One more segment to go coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet we'll get to Kai Jones some more observations i want to talk JT Thor to the president of the more thor movement that is alive and well now so we'll get to all of that here in the last segment of the hive live edition locked on hornets this episode is brought to you by fanduel fanduel right now is the a great time to get involved in the action with the nba playoffs that are here they're almost here just a couple more games to go We get to the play in tournament and then the outright NBA playoffs, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel that's bonus bets back. If your first bet does not win, just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. One more segment to go. Locked on Hornets. Is locked on Hornets. Mitch Kupchak will he do the thing that he has not done in season this Anything,
1: time? the thing that he has not done it is always anything. Comes
0: back to do something. Just do do one thing. You need to get a stick from outside and become the meme in person because <laughs> hey, that it, it always comes back to do something. Do something. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. I asked this hesitantly. Do we go Kai Jones or do you want to go to the comment? You look stressed. Why why that are you so stressed? Precious <laughs> actual. Okay. He
1: only he only hits three-pointers against the Charlotte Hornets. There was a game against Toronto oh, early through. in the season. Yeah.
0: That's that's right, I and remember. He hit a
1: bunch of threes. He he's 2 of 4 from the from the three-point line in this one. That was crazy enough. But then you get Will Barton as I Eric know. Collins poetically put it, left on the scrap heap by not Denver, if you were thinking it was Denver, because he played for Denver for a while, but Denver already got rid of him, and he was in Washington, and Washington gave up on him. And so Will Barton gets 20 minutes in this game, goes 7 of 12, 6 of 9 from (laughs) 3.
0: i think i think i think what happened toronto found dna from a mosquito that bit will barton during his denver days and resurrected him into will barton zombie off the bench to score 20 points jurassic barton if you will that's what's happened with him coming off of the bench and we got a fantasy zombie a box score zombie from will barton what he would do with the denver nuggets uh, did you want to go to the chat a little bit? Anything interesting? I know yeah, some people sure. are talking about book night, just going back and forth. Uh, some of the book comments are, are interesting, but good, but but good. Oh, like, listen,
1: everybody, everybody feels passionately one way or the other about book night. I don't think there are many uh, sort of mid takes about book night. People either think that he was an awful draft pick and has no future with Charlotte, or they think his career has been uh, mismanaged, that it's not his fault, that it's Clifford's fault, that it's Borrego's fault, that it's Mitch Kupchak's fault. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think that any – not many people land in the middle. Matt Hat does have an interesting comment saying if Book mixed in his drive with the deep shot, his fakes would be right. more effective. Uh, I think if he figures that out, he can do far more damage offensively. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that what we're kind of getting at is that it doesn't seem like what Book Knight is doing out on the floor – has much thought behind it in terms of like a long-term view like hey I've I've established this is how I'm going to play and I'm going to do that consistently. It just seems like it's all happening off of like instinct,
0: right? You I mean does that make sense, Walker? No no it does. It it does for sure and you know if if you have the open shot then take it, but perhaps maybe we're asking a little bit more thought just to get himself going because and look, yes, you're hitting threes, fantastic. If they're not falling, and you weren't crazy cold in this one. You hit two of the six. One of them was was kind of late, but you just you want to be more effective. And and when they're not falling, you hope that he has something else to go to. And Doug, if if the threes aren't falling, then what else is he giving you right now? Right, we've had some nice defensive possessions every now and then, but if the threes aren't falling, and I don't expect James Booknight to be this dead eye three point shooter for his career, and so you want him to work on stuff that you think his career is going to give him as far as a good player. And so I guess, yeah, trying to sum it up and, and some of those
1: terms. I just want him to I just want him to consistently not make plays that really damage the team. Like that that foul against Coloco <laughs> and the foul before it were just like, what are you doing? It reminds me a lot of Nick Richards a season ago and before that. I would look at Nick Richards and be like, what the heck are you doing? Like what was that foul? What was that turnover? it just it it was just mind numbing and look to you know if you want some hope nick richards has worked most of that out of his game and is now looked at as you know in the catbird seat for the backup center position so ho- all hope isn't lost okay we've made grady he's been wait- he or she has been waiting patiently long enough we should talk about kai jones um who did get significant later minutes. we should
0: talk about him later let's get to JT Thornton no, I'm playing go ahead let's go Kai Jones
1: <laughs> all right let me give you some stats on Kai Jones for the game 22 minutes played almost 23 two of four from the field did not take a lot of shot attempts in this game four points uh four rebounds two assists two personal fouls only one turnover did get a block shot as well I'll say this this is kind of my take it's not kind of my take it is my take Chris Boucher, if you watched him play tonight, Chris Boucher, who got 26 minutes in this game, was 6 of 8 from the field for 21 points because he got to the free throw line a ton, uh, only had two personal fouls, only had two rebounds, but he was scoring. He was a scoring machine, but hit three threes. Chris Boucher is everything you want Kai Jones to be, but Kai Jones is nowhere near Chris Boucher level. But, But that's what you want. You want him eventually with the ability to hit threes, with the ability to handle the ball without turning it over. Chris Boucher touched the ball a lot and zero turnovers. Uh, and you you want him to, you know, not make brutal mistakes, which Chris Boucher did not, and make a big impact on the team. He was plus 20. That's what you want. But that's not Kai Jones right now.
0: Well, yeah. Um, well, defensively too. Like, it, yeah, Chris Boucher, I think, was G League MVP one year. Do we just give – do we get Kai Stick. Jones back to Greensboro – and just have him win an MVP to get all the confidence and then end up. <laughs> I
1: mean, that'd like be Chris.
0: great. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. So, and the question was, do you think he's worth investing in long-term? That was the question from Grady. And I think right now there's no reason to move off of it. No, not right the, now. The
1: contract's too good. Like the contract's too cheap. You don't, there's no, That. that's the whole thing. And with book night too, like with picking up the options, it's not until you really get to that first restrictive free agency that you have to make a decision. There's nothing wrong with picking up the options until then.
0: Well, and the thing, look, this is what fans have to remind themselves about Kai Jones. This was true when you drafted him, except we, we think we're okay. We think we're going to be patient for it. And then it doesn't show up in the second year and that p- patience runs thin, but this was always a very realistic timeline for Kai Jones. Very mm-hmm. realistic that he was so raw. That it was going to take two years and then hopefully by the third year, you started to get some of the fruits of the labor, but I'm not surprised one bit. In fact, if you would have gone back to that draft night and asked me, okay, what, where are you putting your money that he contribute, contributes sooner than expected, or, you know, comes in and, and I don't know, produces the second year, third year. I probably would have told you, yeah. I'm I'm waiting until the third year for him to really give you some minutes that make you feel comfortable about what he can do as a future Charlotte Hornet. Like I'm I'm okay. I I would like for him to be a little bit more on the fast track, but this was always a realistic timeline when you traded up to go get him because of all the talent. You see the seven foot, somewhat ability to handle, somewhat ability to shoot threes and all the athleticism clearly physicality he you know gained a ton of muscle over this past offseason probably had the biggest body change compared to anybody else so you know i i hope we get something next year but this is realistic i'm gonna take you all
1: the way back to july of last year summer league kai jones attempts 10 three-point shots misses every single one of them, okay? (laughs) That should be an indication to you that Kai Jones was working on his three-point shot, (laughs) was confident in it, and ready to showcase it. It didn't materialize, okay? There is a universe somewhere out there in the multiverse where Kai Jones goes six of 10 from the three-point line, uses that, propels that into consistently making three-pointers, and maybe he spends some time in the G League But there's a reason to call him up because, look, there's an opportunity. The Hornets don't have a center that we know of okay, that can hit a three-point shot. I'm pretty sure Nick Richards can, and they are hiding that fact. Uh, But we we don't know for sure that any of these centers uh, can. At least we know for sure they're not attempting them. So there was an opportunity for Kai Jones, a Kai Jones that could hit threes, to find a place in this rotation at some point this season and because he can't shoot uh all of those other things really stand out. I mean, the the moves that he when he when he gets the ball and you go, "Okay, pass it." Okay, put it put it back up at the rim. And then he like dribbles out and takes a couple steps and then and then f- fires like a mid-range uh step-back jump shot and you're just like, "What? I don't understand what's happening there." And then defensively, you know, he had a couple of errors. Uh, where, where he he just bites he bites on pump fakes. He bites on – there was a particular play with Pascal Siakam where it was well defended, and Siakam goes up to the rim out of control. That shot was an obvious miss. Everybody in the building knew that, that that shot was not going in. But Kai Jones steps up to defend it for some reason, leaving Yaka Pertl open at the rim for an easy putback. It's just simple stuff like that that you're like, man – You know, if this guy could shoot, Mm -hmm. maybe you could deal with some of that, but he can't and you can't
0: JT Thor can shoot. He's been shooting pretty well lately. And it's nice to see, because if you look at his overall stats, Doug, they would tell you that he can't shoot very well, not at all. But let's go to what JT Thor has done really ever since he had those four starts in a row due to injury. So he started all the way back at the very end of February, at the very beginning of March. He started against Miami, Detroit, Phoenix, Orlando, got 25 minutes, 22, 28, 15. Then he didn't start until uh, yesterday. Uh, the, the first game against Toronto. That was, his, that was his next start. So I'm going after the starts that he had. Since then, he's shooting 40% from three, and he's doing so while scoring seven points per game. And to me, if you're shooting 40% on about three attempts per game, that's really nice to see on top of him doing all the little stuff. The defense has always had that kind of potential. I, I think, I think he does understand defense. I think mm-hmm. IQ is something that we leave behind when talking about JT on that end of the floor. And I think people oftentimes criticize his IQ because offensively you don't love what he's bringing, but I I, I like where JT Thor is going. Steve Clifford's talked about him too, asking so many questions, just wanting to be in the right spot at the right time. I really like what what he's been giving you lately, and I I think this is a great example of a player that is finishing the season in a much better place than where he started. And we thought he was going to start at a high place and kind of disappointed, to be honest with you, earlier.
1: And I think an example of a player that if you look at his season stats, you're going to go, ew. But if you really take the microscope to where he started and where he's going to finish, it's going to give you some indication. You're not – you're gonna be surprised at his role in the rotation next season if you just look at his bare season stats. But if you dig in a little bit and go where did he start and where did he finish offensively versus where he's consistently been defensively, then you're gonna understand, as long as Clifford's still the coach, why he's suddenly in the rotation in in a bigger way. I think he has all the opportunity unless he just, you know, sits on the couch and eats Cheetos for the entire summer, you know, and, and does a Mountain Dew commercial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless he does that like he or get injured you know he I think he's in line to be in the 10-man rotation uh, because it's it's not only the blocks and the steals which he does give you but you're right it is the IQ like he switches when he's supposed to switch he down screens when he's supposed to down screens he's in the right places on these pick and rolls he's communicative on the defensive end and especially on this team that's valuable right maybe maybe that would be ho-hum if he played for the Raptors maybe that would be ho-hum if he played for the Celtics or one of these or Miami you know good disciplined defensive teams but you really value that on a team like this that often finds even its best players not understanding exactly what the game plan was and not executing it in all of these different scenarios that an a good NBA offense is going to throw at you. But if you really dig in and look at his points-per-shot attempt, it has increased dramatically uh, over the last month and yeah, a half. Um, and, and that's exciting to see what I think is exciting in this game. So he's been improving his points-per-shot attempt mainly because – Guys are finding him open in the corner because drive kick, that's been happening even without a point guard. They've been able to drive and kick it pretty well. That's shout out to Teo Maladone who has done that. Uh, And Thor has been knocking down the Thorner three. Okay. What's exciting in this game is that he's starting to expand it. He was pulling up from above the break, knocking down that two. That would be, you know, again, that's going to take him. Into the territory of a player who he has already been compared to by I think it was by Clifford Marvin Williams, right? I mean, to me, that's the sort of prototype. That's if you want to make the comparison, that's the player that you're looking for him to turn into for this Hornets team.
0: Well, and and that's a comparison that doesn't necessarily bring the value with who the player who he's being compared to. It's who the guy is comparing him to Marvin Williams. The fact that Steve Clifford thinks so highly of Marvin, the real value is that Steve is uttering JT Thor's name in the same breath. Despite what you think about Marvin, we know what Steve thinks. And we know Steve finds that really valuable. You mentioned the Thorner three, just wanted to mention the stats on that real quickly. He's shooting 40% from the corner three this year, and he's taking over half of his three point attempts from the corner,
1: making me thorny.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a late night edition of it's Locked On It's late Hornet. night,
1: baby. Even though most <laughs> people it. are listening to this in the morning. Sorry, kids.
0: All right. Giving a whole new meaning to a dismount from Doug. Let's end on some comments there. Did you want to talk any more about some of the comments there in the chat? Anything catch your eye there, Doug?
1: Uh, I just love when people jump into the chat with some random um, draft <laughs> prospects. Uh, this. Yeah. The, this Willie wants to know, Walker, what do you think of Grant Nelson at NDSU 6'11"? <laughs> what,
0: do um, what do you think? Uh, you know, he, he's he got some good size. He's right there at seven foot. You know, <laughs> you, you'd, you'd wish he'd have just that one extra inch on him. You know, he comes from North Dakota State. You know, there have been a couple of good players mm-hmm. from that university mm-hmm. that haven't quite made it in the NBA as great players, but you're hoping, you're hoping maybe this can be the one in Grant Nelson. Anything else you had on Nelson, or did you want to move on?
1: Uh, let's see out of time going the big take here. I think we should let PJ, this is what out of time thinks. I think we should let PJ have a sign in trade and have Thor start next year.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Kai Jones could be a
1: great lob threat for is also out of time. Dom 34 hopping into the chat and just agreeing with a lot of what we said. And I'm just going to say this, Dom, I appreciate you. I see you. And I appreciate
0: you for the support. Damo, Damo, Damo. to you. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right, thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen today. Even if it's your last listen before you go to sleep, we appreciate it. And if you're catching us on the other side, we appreciate you as well. Make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game with across uh, from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NBA available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcast have a great rest of your night and we will be back with you on thursday
1: nighty night sweet dreams
0: (laughs) oh that's creepy